Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture, a better way, where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humic Solutions with a Human Touch. Visit Huma.us to learn more. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed into law California's Right to Repair Bill, which guarantees access to parts and manuals. All devices and gadgets costing $50 or more sold in California after July 1st of 2021 are covered by the law, which was ultimately backed by Apple and some other major manufacturers. Among items that are exempt or don't fall under the new law are forestry and agricultural equipment. Organic and conventional lettuce shipments are underway out of Ventura County. The growing season has been almost ideal for romaine and leaf lettuce, and themselves and other shippers are up and running, according to Tom Deardorff II of Deardorff Family Farms. The move to Ventura County for the grower-shipper follows last year's impatience necrotic spot virus, significantly affecting lettuce production in the Salinas Valley. He says they do not have that down here, so that's why themselves and some others decided to plant there. He also said they don't have the Canadian restrictions on exporting from their county that other areas have with respect to food safety issues. It's back to a more normal marketplace as far as supplies go. In August, the Canadian government released temporary licensing rules for importers of U.S. romaine lettuce beginning on September 28th through December 20th of 2023. During that time, importers of romaine lettuce and or salad mixes containing romaine lettuce from the U.S. must declare that the product does not originate from several counties, including Santa Cruz, Santa Clara, San Benito, Monterey, and the Salinas Valley. For Deardorff Family Farms, production of organic and conventional lettuce will stay in Ventura County until the first of the year. Meanwhile, demand is good for both organic and conventional lettuce. He says so far the quality is there and it's shipping and arriving well, so they're hoping to keep the momentum going. Given as supply levels are more normal this year, pricing is less than 2022 pricing, but it's still strong and should stay at this level given demand will likely increase as the holidays get closer. He says things are more on an equilibrium this year than last. In addition, around November 1st, the grower shipper will also start celery production in Oxnard. Things look good, he said. They've got a few issues in the fields, but mostly it looks like they will start with decent quality and supplies for the celery transition as well. That said, it's an El Nino year, so it's anticipated that may impact fruit and vegetable production, particularly on the coast. Once again, according to Deerdorf. AgroFresh Solutions Incorporated, an ag tech innovator and global post-harvest solutions company, will have key members of its leadership at the 2023 International Fresh Produce Association Global Produce and Floral Show, October 19th through the 21st in Anaheim. Customers are invited to schedule time with its team of experts on site to discuss industry innovation and explore opportunities with trade publications. Attendees are invited to learn more about AgroFresh's recent acquisition of Tessera, a provider of intelligent packing solutions for preserving fresh produce, specializing in SO2 generating sheets to prevent decay in table grapes, berries, and flowers. Its new strategic partnership with Pagoda Group, one of the largest fruit retail operations in China, and AgroFresh's lineup of fresh 
Fresh Produce Solutions. The team will also host demos for Fresh Cloud Innovation at the booth. Fresh Cloud is a digital technology services platform that digitizes the quality inspection process to make real-time quality inspection data accessible and actionable from harvest to retail sale, offering additional insights to help growers, packers, and marketers reduce repacks and rejections throughout the supply chain, ultimately reducing food waste. They will be in booth number 4047 during the show. Sprouts Farmers Market recently unveiled its new Southern California Distribution Center in Fullerton. The new state-of-the-art facility is strategically positioned to enhance the efficiency and freshness of produce deliveries to over 95 Sprout stores within a 250-mile radius of the Fullerton site and has ample capacity to support future growth in the region. The new distribution center not only enhances Sprouts' commitment to provide fresh, local, and organic produce to its customers, but also supports its ongoing expansion across California and the country, as well as its dedication to improve its environmental impact and sustainability efforts, according to the company. It is a 337-square-foot facility and includes 34 and 55-degree storage and fruit ripening rooms to support the ripening process of Sprouts Produce. The company says it will have significant reduction of transportation-related emissions by saving an estimated 725,000 miles from current delivery routes due to its closer proximity to stores. 11 electric vehicle charging stations for employee use with room for future growth, as well as an EV terminal truck to assist with daily yard operations. The company says the distribution center will support and expand Sprouts' local farm partnerships. Grub Market has announced it has appointed Susan Kennedy, former chief of staff to Arnold Schwarzenegger, in his tenure as the governor of California as a new advisory board member. Kennedy is a highly accomplished public figure who has served over three decades at the highest levels of state government and is also well known for her achievements as an advocate for environmental sustainability. Kennedy's extensive experience in government and politics, as well as her unwavering dedication to advancing policies and initiatives aimed at protecting the environment, make her a natural fit to join Grub Market's advisory board, according to the company. Before working for Governor Schwarzenegger, Kennedy served as Cabinet Secretary and Deputy Chief of Staff to Governor Gray Davis and was previously the Communications Director for the late U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. Kennedy has also served on several boards of the state's most influential regulatory boards, including California's Public Utilities Commission and the California Bay Delta Authority. In these roles, she oversaw the regulation and efficiency of the state's investor-owned electric utilities, telecommunications providers, and private water companies, as well as the restoration of the San Francisco Bay Delta ecosystem to protect the region's water supply. During her government career, Kennedy was also a major driving force for many of California's groundbreaking environmental policies, including AB 32, the Low Carbon Fuel Standard, Auto Emission Standards, and a Renewable Portfolio Standard. Wendy's company is trying to shift more of its U.S. lettuce supply to greenhouses amid climate change and bad weather that has hurt the crop's quality and availability. They're seeing more extreme weather events, according to Chief Corporate Affairs and Sustainability Officer Liliana Esposito. She says it's really about supply assurance that they can create a more stable, less volatile supply. Crops grown outdoors are experiencing more weather-related disruptions. She said that California wildfires have resulted in lettuce that can't be used due to ash. Sufficient water access and extreme temperatures are also problems for outdoor crops. She said produce grown indoors has less risk of contamination. 
The California Employment Development Department has announced that grants are available for the Farm Workers Advancement Program. The grants will be awarded for research, design, and implementation projects that focus exclusively on farm worker needs at a regional level by offering essential skills and upskilling training to either advance in the agricultural industry and or prepare for advancement outside of the agricultural sector. The programs should position farm workers to obtain access to good quality jobs, including jobs that pay family-sustaining wages, offer benefits, have predictable hours, opportunities for career advancement, and worker voice. Projects will also provide wraparound support and resources to build skills to prevent job losses and lay the foundation for upward mobility. The grant-funded programs will assist with referrals to health, housing, educational resources, and career and financial coaching. There are two tracks available to apply for a grant under. For track number one, funding is available for programs demonstrating a track record of workforce outcomes to implement and scale the program. Track number two supports the design, development, and early implementation of the program. Only one application per organization per track will be accepted. Proposals must be received by 3 p.m. Pacific time on November 29th. There will be an informational webinar on Tuesday, November 1st, beginning at 10 a.m. Pre-registration is required for all attendees. For more information, contact the California Employment Development Department. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Jesse Waters, co-host of Fox News at the International Agri Center in Tulare, California. Tickets are extremely limited for this one night only experience and they will sell out. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's gonna be a night you will not wanna miss. Don't miss your only chance to see Jesse Waters here in the heart of California on November 2nd. Reserve your spot now at myaglife.com forward slash myagnite. An insect carrying the Wong Lung Bing bacteria, a pathogen that kills citrus trees, was found last month in Ventura County. UCCE Farm Advisor Ben Faber called it a devastating find and noted what it really means is that Asian citrus psyllid infected with the HLB bacteria is present in the middle of a citrus growing area that is currently and historically important for lemon production. It's the first confirmed case in Ventura County of Asian citrus psyllid testing positive for the HLB-associated bacterium. Citrus Research Board entomologist Ivan Milosavljevic further explains why this one finding is so substantial. It's always a big deal when you with a newfound, I guess, of ACP. It's um, especially a hot ACP. They're primary vectors, as we know, of the Candidatus liberibacter asiaticus, which is a greening bacterium that causes the HLB, the incurable citrus disease. And uh, when once the tree becomes infected, it becomes an inoculum for uh, for other psyllids to feed on and to transmit the bacterium to other trees or nearby trees. So it's always a, a big deal when there is a new found of an infected tree or an infected psyllid uh, that was found in the area because um, that triggers the alarm or, or a cause for alarm that it might be in another areas as well. And it can spread the disease or spread the bacterium that causes the disease. Uh, to a nearby trees, and uh, that's how all the all the all the diseases and uh, inoculums are being transmitted, spreading, and um, getting into a new areas. I believe so. Uh, there are different options. Psyllids can fly, um, and, and they can be good flyers. But mostly, the the main cause of of a spread of the of a, of a bacterium and hot psyllids could be a transmission by humans. Uh, so we always have to be on the lookout. Um, 
for for those. Uh, but eventually, the bacterium is so deadly that there is no known cure right now, uh, and that's the biggest concern. So, like I said, once the tree gets infected, uh, it will uh, it will kill the tree within the five, let's say five to ten years. Uh, and in the process, especially in California. Uh, where we are relying on a fresh market purposes um, that like the tree uh, in the process of dying, it will produce some fruit, but it will be malformed, misshapen, of bitter taste, and we cannot use it for fresh market purposes. So it, it is a big concern to our citrus industry because it relies on a fresh market uh, fruit. Milo Savlievich recommends citrus growers start working with their PCAs and stay extra vigilant toward Asian citrus psyllid moving forward. It's going to take the whole of the citrus community to prevent and counter the spread of any HLB-associated bacterium. We need to act uh, both proactively and as a community to fight this problem. Uh, I think this was our biggest strength compared to Florida. Uh, I, I talked to many people from Florida and it doesn't seem that they had such a good collaboration among the growers, PCAs, and they were not aware of the problem, which caused of a bigger problem for them. So I think right now uh, our climate is different. That might be uh, one of the causes that uh, the disease and the vectors are not spreading as fast uh, compared to Florida, let's say. Uh, but also I think the whole, uh, our community approach so far, especially in Southern California, what I have learned through my communications with growers and PCAs was one of the major factors that uh, we are, we have slowed down the spread of the disease and a vector. Uh, so I really uh, like that they uh, they have worked proactively so far, and I believe that it will be the same in, in Ventura, uh, especially they have a large lemon uh, production down there. They have very good PCAs and growers that really rely on IPM practices. And one of the major and most important parts of an IPM is to be proactive and look out and be careful with monitoring. So I think as long as they are uh, monitoring, uh, reporting, uh, or fighting the disease with the IPM, with whatever they have or uh, in that area, I think that uh, we, we, we should be good. Um, I, I know it's it's hard to fight. Uh, there is always be a found uh, the the whole um, the 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 state is doing also a good job with um, with proactively uh, imposing the quarantines. Milo Savlievich said so far growers, PCAs, and the state are handling the situation well and doing everything they can. Uh, there's a lot of IPM, uh, not just relying on sprays like in other parts of of a country or in other parts of the world. Uh, so I like really good PCAs, growers, uh, a lot of IPM going on, which I, especially in Southern California and coastal areas. Uh, and I, I'm not like uh, excluding, of course, the San Joaquin Valley, all of those areas. I think we have really good PCAs and really good communication so far between the state, the growers. I know it has been a lot of communication and uh uh, conspiracy, let's say, around it, but I think we're overall, as a community, doing a really good job and we should do, continue to do so. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Jalstrom. This segment was sponsored by Polymer Ag, makers of Anti-Stress 550, the climate stress solution. Find out more at polymerag.com. Smart growers know sustainability means managing pests at the same time they manage other priorities in their fields, which is why smart growers know Certus Biologicals. For more than 20 years, Certus Biologicals has been the world's leader when it comes to biological pesticides, 
delivering proven solutions that keep operations sustainable and growing. Learn more at certisbio.com. Retail fertilizer prices continue to be evenly split for the first week of October with half lower and half higher compared to last month. Prices for four of the eight major fertilizers were higher than last month, while the other four were lower. Anhydrous was 14% higher compared to last month, with an average price of $790 per ton. Once again, both MAP and UAN32 were 6% more expensive compared to last month. MAP had an average price of $791 a ton, while UAN32 was $414 a ton. One fertilizer was just slightly higher in price compared to last month. Urea had an average price of $573 a ton. Prices for the other four fertilizers were just slightly lower compared to the prior month. DAP had an average price of $705 a ton. Potash at $508 a ton. 1034.0 at $609 a ton. With the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, ousted recently and the House of Representatives returning from their brief recess, the chaos in Capitol Hill has impacted the development of the next farm bill. However, Ted McKinney, CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, says that farm bill discussions should quickly pick up in the House once a new speaker is in place. The House Ag Chair and even former Speaker McCarthy have all said, look, this is the one major bill that we think we've got to get done. And there has been a lot of groundwork being laid by both parties in both the Senate and the House, hearings and the like. So I'm not ready to fall down and put my hands to my head and cry in despair. Maturity and level heads need to prevail, according to McCarthy. USA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture has invested $1.8 million in four projects as part of the methyl bromide transition program. Methyl bromide is an odorless, colorless gas previously used in many ag and related systems as a soil and structural fumigant to control various pests. However, it depletes the stratospheric ozone layer. As part of the Clean Air Act, the U.S. government agreed to reduce methyl bromide incrementally from 1991 until the complete phase out in 2005. The transition program supports the discovery and implementation of practical pest management alternatives for commodities and uses affected by methyl bromide phase out. Funded projects include integrated and extension-only projects seeking to solve pest problems in key agricultural production and post-harvest management systems, processing facilities, and transport systems for which methyl bromide has been withdrawn or withdrawal is imminent. The 2023 awardees include Arkansas State University, University of Delaware, Kansas State University, and North Carolina State University. USA Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack has announced a series of grants and awards designed to increase healthy food served throughout the nation's schools. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. A visit Wednesday to a Virginia elementary school to commemorate National School Lunch Week and announce a cooperative agreement with the Urban School Food Alliance with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack noting a $4.4 million investment to 18 of the nation's largest school districts. Their job and their challenge with those resources is really to focus on procurement, on focusing on what kind of training, what kind of resources are necessary to enable school districts to take fuller advantage of local and regional food systems. The end result expected, according to the Secretary, this program is set up in a way in which they are to share that information. So in theory, every school district should have access to the information. Secretary Vilsack also announced additional grant opportunities associated with USDA school meal programs. We're announcing the ability of schools to make application for the $10 million that will be awarded in this fiscal year under our Farm to School program. Plus applications for subgrants under the second phase of the Healthy Meals Incentives Initiative. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. 
Unit sales of four-wheel drive ag tractors experienced a notable upswing in both the U.S. and Canada in September, closing the third quarter of 2023 in a strong position. The latest monthly data from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers shows 100-plus two-wheel drive tractors and four-wheel drive tractors grew year over year in the United States. Both segments, along with combines, remain positive for the year. Overall, unit sales of U.S. tractors are down 4.3% compared to sales in September of 2022, with 100-plus horsepower two-wheel drive units being the only other growth segment, while combine sales finished nearly flat, only selling eight fewer units in the previous year. Canadian tractor sales fell nearly 14%, with combines declining more than 37%. Year-to-date, at the end of the third quarter of 2023, combine sales overall are positive, up more than 25%, while tractors altogether are down just over 8% in the United States. Hulse has launched a new semi-prepared product called the Naked Avocado in a bid to reduce waste and offer a consistently ripe, ready-to-eat fruit. Each pack contains three avocado halves with the skin and stone removed and has a one-month refrigerated storage life thanks to high-pressure processing technology, according to FruitNet and Froms. According to the European Food Safety Authority, HPP is a non-thermal food preservation technique which kills microorganisms that can cause diseases or spoil food. It uses intense pressure for a certain time and has minimal effects on taste, texture, appearance, or nutritional values. The Naked Avocado, which is processed in France, is aimed at both the retail and food service sectors. It is currently available in France and will be launched into other countries in Europe in early 2024, along with some additional products in the Naked Avocado range. The packaging has been designed so that each avocado half can be removed individually, thereby maximizing the life of the remaining fruit. Recent studies show that a shocking 34% of all avocados purchased by consumers, chefs, and caterers end up in the trash. More specifically, an alarming 5 to 15% of avocados are discarded daily in major retail and food service channels. Halls also points out that an untold number of potential customers are discouraged from purchasing avocados in the first place due to past unsatisfactory experiences. All this contributes to the global food waste crisis highlighted by the United Nations, which estimates nearly half of the fruits and vegetables produced worldwide are thrown away annually. The product is being sold under the tagline, nothing to hide, nothing to waste, and comes in fully recyclable packaging. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast and live and virtual events jcs marketing has the reach to inform educate and influence growers in the western united states everywhere you go you see west coast nut magazine on every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 